The following audio is from First Hamilton Christian Reformed Church, where our vision is to be transformed by the gospel so that we can participate with God in his work of renewing all things in Christ. For more information about First Hamilton, visit www.firsthamilton.ca. Well, good morning, First Hamilton family. It is wonderful to be with you today. Uh, it is a real delight to come as a guest and to celebrate seven years of this partnership uh, with First Hamilton and Christians Against Poverty. Uh, my name is Will McLaughlin. I am the executive director at CAP Canada. Um, and just to reassure everybody, I have met with Rachel and with Pastor Hayden a few weeks ago to talk about the service. Um, so hopefully that should keep any heretical statements to a minimum. Uh, although as some of you may already have realized my accent is from Ireland and so you might be unsure of whether you want to trust the Irish or not. So um, we'll see where we're at at the end. Um, I have the honor of traveling around so many different churches in Southern Ontario, but also across Canada. And it's a massive, massive privilege an honor to be able to bring greetings to those churches and to you today. And that's why this little screen piece is on for the folks uh, uh, watching at home. It's because I want to share that greeting with all of you this morning. I want to commend you as a church for your heart, for your local community, the service that you have continually shown in this neighborhood and to others around the world. Looking at the past few weeks and the services, the refugee sponsorship and, and your continual willingness to pray and to lift up others who are vulnerable is a beautiful demonstration of God's heart. From your participation in True City and praying for other churches this morning, it is a delight to witness that. And you are such a serving church. The ministry page on the website is awesome just to look at and see all the different things you have been involved in. And if you've not been on there for a while, I would encourage you to jump on and have a little look. Um, from friendship to quilting, from making meals to creating art, and from women's workout groups to men's breakfasts. Though if my COVID pant size tells me anything, it's that I could do with a few less men's breakfasts and maybe a little bit more workout. So perhaps that's something to think of for the future. Being here today, I've also tried to follow the um, Pastor Hayden dress code as well with the sweater and shirt. Um, initially, I jumped in and seen the Easter service and was slightly scared because of the snazzy tie and suit. Um, so it was very reassuring because whenever I married my much better half, Leanne, uh, my mum looked at me and went, oh, well, and I'm thinking there's going to be this beautiful positive statement. And then she said, you can even make a wedding suit look scruffy. And so I was very kind of happy to have this on this morning. And today's headline, peace to you or peace be with you, are beautiful words spoken by Jesus to terrified, bewildered, and confused followers who don't really know what's happening. 
And so my prayer for today is that whether you're here in person or you're online, you would know and experience that deep peace that comes from Jesus, that you would hear his words of encouragement to you today. And I bring that greeting as well from my, my family. Um, Leanne, who is the much better half of our dynamic duo, um, is originally from Saskatchewan, uh, from the metropolis of Osler, just north of Saskatoon. And our little crew, Eden, Malia, Erin, and Micah. Um, when we arrived in Hamilton uh, almost 10 years ago, uh, we only had two girls, but we did feel a bit of a responsibility uh, to try and increase the pool for struggling Toronto sports teams. And so we've had two boys since, um, but not much success with Toronto sports teams, but that's, that's a whole different topic. As I was thinking and praying about today's message and the gospel reading, I couldn't get away from a beautiful book and quote from Eugene Peterson that speaks of a long obedience in the same direction. First Hamilton, you have spent 93 years of faithful presence in this community in Hamilton, caring and serving. So as a community of faith, whether you are new here and have only recently started calling this place home, or whether you have grown up in this church and spent many, many moons here, thank you for your consistency for rooting yourself in this community, in this neighborhood, to bring peace and to bless others, for the spaces that you inhabit, for sharing the gospel. And as you look ahead to the future, my prayer is that you would know a deep sense of joy and gratitude and encouragement for you all as you continue to follow and represent Jesus Christ. I'm conscious that in a message today of bringing peace that for many of us, our thoughts will be with those in areas that are affected by war. Um, our hearts continue to be stunned and sorrowed by what we see in the Ukraine. And it is, again, just a real privilege for Mira and her family to, to see you here today and have you um, in Canada, in Hamilton. And maybe for some of us, over the past few weeks, there has been this sense of pressure and, and not knowing how to process and pray for everything that we see. When we're bombarded by messages from, from Burma, from Eritrea, from Syria, from Yemen, from so many other places. I know I was impacted by the team at 24-7 um, and the Lectio series that some of you may be aware of. Last week, they joined with churches from around the world in praying um, Psalm 31 in solidarity with the Ukraine. And perhaps today, as we celebrate Sabbath and engage in Sabbath and we go home, that might be something we could do in our homes as well, to pray along with the church worldwide, that his light would shine bright amidst all the darkness. In many ways, the scene in John chapter 20 that was read in the gospel message is one of immense darkness for the disciples. They're gathered, but the doors are locked because of fear. They'd seen Jesus crucified. They were terrified that they could be next. Their hopes for the future had seemingly been shattered. Yet into that dark scene steps Jesus, 
with the beautiful words, peace be to you, peace with you. Growing up in Northern Ireland, um, we had a phrase that would often get hollered at annoying kids making too much noise. Um, I heard it quite often, which is why it's burned into my soul. Will you not give my head peace? Um, was often the refrain from frustrated parents. Now, that's not at all what Jesus is doing in this passage. Instead of frustration, he is stepping in with a blessing of peace for people who desperately need to hear that. The Greek word um, arene is used, and that's a New Testament, as good as it gets, version of the Hebrew word shalom. And so it goes way beyond this sense of peace simply being a calming moment or a, hey, it's, it's okay now, I'm back. Instead, Jesus is speaking directly to their pain, their sorrow, their worry, their fears. And he is saying, may you be filled with a complete and perfect sense of harmony, tranquility, be full of well-being, know that there is wholeness and that I am here with you to complete you. A few weeks ago, Pastor Hayden spoke about hope for the weary and how we are called to live the values of heaven. And he shared that as weary people, there we go, messing up my papers. Should get myself an iPad and be able to flick around with it. Um, he spoke about how we are called to live the values of heaven. And Pastor Hayden shared that as weary people, the gospel provides us a certain hope of future glory through the cross of Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what Jesus is pulling together and encapsulating in this word peace that we translate as peace. It's certain hope. It's future glory. And it's all because of Jesus. And that's why at CAP, like our heart and our focus is always in partnerships with the local church. Because it's that holistic support not just finances. And as Rachel has shared, you have beautifully and wonderfully stepped in to bring compassion and hope into people's lives. Our expertise as an organization might lie in the finances, talking to the creditors, dealing with all of that. But as a church, as a community of faith, your expertise is in demonstrating beautiful care for the physical and emotional and spiritual health of the people in the community. And that is what you do so well. Peace to you just as the Father sent me, I send you, in verse 21. Jesus reassures the disciples that he is with them and then also brings this incredible challenge. Experience my peace, my shalom, my arene, know that I am with you in every single place. Know that the Father sent me, and so I am sending you.
It's the most beautiful game of pass the parcel. You have received this gift. You get to hold it. You get to recognize it. And then you get to pass it on to others. You receive the Holy Spirit. And then you can share with others that I love them. And they need to meet me and have their lives transformed. As a church, through the partnership with CAP and your willingness to visit people, 158 households around this church have reached out for help. 224 people have found that they are not alone and not forgotten. Through the witness of First Hamilton, of Jan starting with the debt center, of Rachel taking it on, and all of you who have been part of this journey, who have gone on visits, who have prepared meals, who have dropped off gifts, you have brought Jesus's words spoken to the disciples into homes in this neighborhood. You've not just celebrated the Easter message, you have demonstrated it around this community. You're afraid. You don't know if anyone cares. Peace to you. You're overwhelmed and you can't see any hope in the future. Peace be with you. You're terrified that you'll be criticized and judged and written off once again. Peace to you. Arene, shalom. I do want to drop a little word of encouragement in particular on some of you who have maybe been befrienders, who have gone on a visit, you're nervous, you're excited, you're eager to serve somebody, and the door never opened. You maybe saw a curtain move or a blind move a little bit, and so you kind of got your courage up again, and you knocked on the door, you pressed the doorbell, but still nothing. Now, that can be frustrating. Absolutely. I've been there. I've done that. I've got annoyed in the vehicle afterwards. Now, obviously, because we're a very holy bunch here, you've not got annoyed. You've sat in the vehicle and prayed. Totally. That's just me, but um, I'll, I'll be vulnerable with that this morning. But I want to thank you for scattering seed in those moments. You showed up. You didn't let anyone down. You knocked on the door. What you said was, we are here for you. And whether this is the right time for you or not, we are still going to serve. We are still going to care. The notes that gets left, the email that gets sent over saying, hey, we'd love to connect with you again. Those are all seeds planted in people's hearts. We don't know when that will emerge, but we do know that they will say, First Hamilton CRC was here for me. That somebody cared enough to show up because they loved me. That's your heart of service. That's your willingness to step in, to bring good news to those who are vulnerable. And maybe some of you are thinking, well, you know, Jan and Rachel, they're the ones who do cap. They're the ones who've done that. We just come along to support. Or maybe even you've written yourself off thinking, well, I don't really know much about finances, so what could I do? I couldn't help Rachel as she goes on a visit. 
And because I don't want to get into any arguments, I'm not going to argue with you. That would be silly. Any arguments, I'm not going to argue with you. That would be silly. I'm just going to quote Mother Teresa to you, and you can deal with your own conscience and convictions there. Because Mother Teresa said, peace begins with a smile. Somebody who is known for all of the work, all of the effort, comes up with these beautiful little phrases to encourage every single one of us. If somebody is feeling overwhelmed, if somebody is hurt, and if somebody is in pain, a smile starts bringing hope again. And this morning, I've seen most of you smile. You're good at it. You can do it really well. Most of you. I mean, some, some maybe not. That's okay. Peace begins with a smile. A simple moment and gesture that shows someone they are appreciated, that they are recognized and they're cared for. Vincent van Gogh, I tried to pronounce that the Dutch way, um, just to let everybody know. I went on a couple of pronunciation videos, but with a Northern Irish accent that has had the edge taken off it by almost 10 years in Canada, it might not have worked, so I apologize. But Vincent said, there is peace even in the storm. Even in the midst of all of the challenges and difficulties that people face, the hurdles, there can still be peace. There can still be hope. And as you step into people's lives with kindness and compassion and support, not just with CAP, but in so many other ways as a church, the meals for new mothers, for those who are overwhelmed in life, the congregational uh, care team, the congregational um, assistance plan as well, it's been mentioned today. Um, so many other wonderful ways that in the midst of life's storms, you demonstrate Jesus, the gospel. You bring that arene, that shalom, that peace. We are here with you and for you, and God loves you. As the Father sent Jesus, so he sends you. Since you started with CAP, 54 households have started and finished their debt-free journey, meaning 86 people have celebrated debt freedom because of your efforts. Those are individuals who can take the next step in life and dream about the future. And it means that you've broken some generational chains of poverty for families and for children. That is what you are doing with these simple acts of kindness, this love, and this support. In fact, because of what you've done, you've actually tackled a massive $1,109,425 worth of debt. That's something worth celebrating. That is something to look at and say, wow, we follow Jesus in that. What a burden lifted. What a way to bring peace, shalom, arene to the community around you. What a demonstration of the gospel. You know, a massive thank you to the worship team just for the, the songs um, that they sung today. And I did have my little sheet because there was one of them that I hadn't heard before. I am not my own. And just singing that song and some of the words and the recognition of Jesus has taken the debt for us. You get to demonstrate that practically emotionally, spiritually, as a church 
community. Thank you so much. You have been part of setting the oppressed free and proclaiming the Lord's favor. I want to jump back to the, the reading for today, um, in the, the gospel reading, and just look at how Jesus treats Thomas. In many ways, Thomas ends up with this label of doubting Thomas, um, because I know if people told me that the risen Jesus had appeared to them in a locked room because he'd come through the door after he'd been laid in a tomb for a few days, I would have been, oh, of course, that makes total sense. Not a problem. <laughs> Fully with you there, everybody. Um, he wonders. He has questions. We all do. And the beauty is that in those moments, Jesus doesn't say, Thomas, what did you even think of? He responds to everything that Thomas has asked. Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. Jesus responds to Thomas exactly where he's been. If that's what it's needed for you, let's walk this through together. I want you to believe. I want you to take that step of trust. Jesus wants Thomas to experience that peace that passes all understanding. And Jesus' resurrection and return definitely went beyond normal understanding. And so I pray that today, um, as we consider these words, that we would recognize in verse 29, Yes, Jesus is saying these to the disciples. Yes, he's saying that to the gathered group in that upper room. But also those words are so relevant for us here today as First Hamilton Christian Reformed Church. This is a commendation to you as well. You have believed. You have listened. And you are sharing that good news with others and witnessing to who Jesus is in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your home, your street, and beyond. You know, the chapter and the book close out with um, the, the beautiful little tagline of Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. Um, because who needs any more signs and wonders from Jesus? We should just finish it there. But you don't allow that story to finish either. Some of the beautiful stories um, that Rachel has already highlighted and pieces that are so encouraging where somebody's fallen and they've got a dog at home and they're worried about that dog because it needs to get taken for walks. And so people from this church community took that dog for a walk because that was a way to demonstrate God's love in a really practical, beautiful step. You've dropped off groceries on doorsteps for people who are at home and have been scared throughout COVID and worried about going to the grocery store. You've provided groceries for them to bridge that gap. People who are on their own and didn't know if anybody would be thinking about them have received notes and cards, visits. When the enemy might try to steal and kill and destroy, instead you have built up and you have been Jesus' hands and feet 
in this community. And that consistency, that simple loyalty and commitment to following Jesus means that we can become what Mark Sayers calls a non-anxious presence in our communities, where we rise above the noise and the hostility, the worry and the divisiveness that seems to be all around us, and instead fix our eyes on Jesus, bringing peace, shalom, arene to the places and spaces we inhabit, so that others may look and wonder, why do they seem to be so grounded and rooted? Why do they seem to have peace? In John 16, Jesus says, I have told you these things. I've had this discussion with you. I've walked alongside you so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. In Romans 5, it says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. A world in pain desperately needs to meet the healer. A world that is overwhelmed with worry desperately needs to meet the Prince of Peace. And that is why as an organization, seeing the church equipped and inspired to step in to provide care and compassion, being a tool that you can use to bring hope and healing and peace to those in need. If you want to find out more about CAP, you can do that on our website. That's nice and easy. I'll also be outside with Rachel afterwards. Um, so do come over and have a conversation. But I just want to say thank you on behalf of CAP as an organization, but also on behalf of all of those calls that have come in, all of those folks who have gone debt-free, all of those people that you have brought peace to. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you for your dedication. And thank you for your service, for continuing that journey of Jesus. The Father sent me, and I send you. I want to close off with just a, a couple of verses and pray for you as a community. In Philippians 4, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In 2 Thessalonians 3 and 16, it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. I'd just love to pray for us at the end. Father, I thank you for this community of faith, for their dedication to you, for their commitment to you, and for their hunger and desire to see you glorified and your name lifted high in this community. For the many incredible ways in which they seek to bless and to serve, Father, would you also let them hear your gentle applause over them, your pride in them, 
your joy in who they are as a community. And as we step into the rest of this Sabbath day, would we do that with a renewed vigor and determination to draw close to you and to do that in such a way that we then pass that parcel out and encourage others to experience that joy and hope that only comes from following you. Thank you for your love for us. In your name and for your glory.